But now it's time for the Rural News with Susan Murray. Tēnā Susan. An environmental group has won the fight against an indoor barn proposal in Canterbury. Good afternoon, Charlotte. An environmental advocate is calling for greater clarity around future land use consent rules as an indoor cattle barn saga in Banks Peninsula comes to an end. Farming company Wangan Hills has withdrawn an application to build large composting barns housing up to 2,200 cattle. The Christchurch City Council approved the project in August 2021 with conditions but without asking for community input. Public backlash saw Environment Canterbury open the project up for consultation, but yesterday the farming entity pulled the pin on it. Little River Eco Collective campaigned against the barns on animal welfare and environmental grounds. Its spokesperson, Donald Matheson, says those seeking consents should consider both the environment and the community their developments may impact. One of the key things that is really murky, and it's hard to it was hard for us to get a a clear answer from anyone, is the extent to which climate change is taken into account in consent processes. There have been directives from uh, the Minister for the Environment to to take it into into account, but that's kind of forward-looking stuff, and consents, of course, are approved on the basis of uh, the the current uh, regulatory environment. Um, And that really needs to change uh, because uh, with climate change, quite an acute, you know, a really acute problem now. It's only going to get worse. Um, we shouldn't be consenting things that are going to increase the risks of the flooding risk, uh, but also emissions from, from cattle. So there needs to be more clarity on that. Little River Eco Collective, Donalds Matheson. A boom in the telecommunications market has sparked a Commerce Commission investigation into what's available for rural communities. During Cyclone Gabriel, many East Coast people were cut off from fibre and mobile networks and the Elon Musk-backed satellite internet provider Starlink came to the rescue. Its connection via 4,000 satellites in low Earth orbit is now available in more than 54 countries and it plans to expand with a global mobile phone service in the coming years. 87% of New Zealand's population is covered by ultra-fast broadband, but the Commerce Commission will spend the next few months looking at what options are available for the remaining, mostly rural, 13%. Telecommunications Commissioner Tristan Gilbertson says now is the time to investigate. Starlink uh, is a real game-changer. We know that already. Uh, in the past year, satellite connections have grown explosively by, by, by 10,000. Um, and, and that trajectory looks set to continue. Uh, the government is pushing mobile operators to upgrade and expand their rural infrastructure. And at the same time, the costs of deploying fibre in rural areas has come down. And so all of that brought together means that we'll have ubiquitous high-speed satellite competing with upgraded RBI infrastructure competing with uh, wireless internet service provider WISP infrastructure, competing with legacy copper infrastructure and the possibility of, of, of fibre deployment in, uh, in rural areas as well. And so all of that increases the intensity of infrastructure competition in rural areas. And uh, for us as a regulator, we want to be able to track how that plays out and what the outcomes look like for consumers from that process. Tristan Gilbertson says the findings will be published at the start of next year.
The West Coast's infamous rainfall, mixed in with locally grown barley and a little bit of elbow grease, has produced a whisky worth a nod of approval by some of the harshest Scotch malt judges, the Scots. Reefton Distilling Company has just inked a three-year deal to supply casks of its new-made spirit, Moonlight Creek Single Malt Whisky, to the Scotch Malt Whisky Society in Edinburgh, a first for New Zealand's spirit industry. The Society purchases individual casks from a select few distilleries globally, bottles them and retails them directly to its 40,000 plus members. The distillery is already known for its little bitty gin and wild rain vodka. Chief Executive Patsy Bass says high quality barley and clear pure water are the key ingredients for making a fine whisky. Part of why we set up here is we wanted to make the West Coast rain sexy. You know, it's abundant, some of the best water in the world, and so many people see it as a negative. And we've gone, well, what do you do with that? You make good spirits. And, you know, we've proved that with our little bitty gin and our other products, which have won international awards, and now it's the whiskey. And look, I'm not a patient person, so this is probably, whiskey's probably about the worst game that I could go into. So we just can't wait there until, even already stuff that we've had maturing for about nine months is, you know, really impressive. So we can't wait until we get to three years and it's officially a whiskey. Patsy Bay says the deal will put New Zealand's whiskey skills on the world stage. An agriculture consultant is exploring whether planting forestry on dry land corners of irrigated Canterbury dairy farms would work. Kyle Wills from WSP has been given funding from National Science Challenge Our Land and Water for his study. He says areas on dairy farms where irrigators can't reach make up about 35,000 hectares in Canterbury. He says they could be planted in trees, either natives or rotational forestry. The first step is to do some engagement with local farmers to determine like what they know and understand about it and determine where the where the gaps are essentially. And so we can then direct some research into just existing literature to try and fill those gaps and make that information available. And then we'll go through the steps of two case study farms creating a, a agroforestry planting plan to to meet their needs essentially. And they might look quite different depending on what the farm's goals are. Kyle Wills says there are multiple benefits of combining dairying with having trees on farm and he hopes to have his research done by the end of the year. Koyarate Purongo o Teta Whenua.